Awesome. So, you know, obviously the the goal of this class is like every week, obviously we're going to, we're not, we're going to come in here. We're going to try to learn something new uh, that we can implement that day. And then also we're going to work together as, you know, I always find like anytime I get in a sales room. So, you know, one of the biggest things for me when I started out was I was working in a room where it was a bunch of really good sales guys. Right. And when you get in a room like that, whether you're a good sales guy, bad sales guy, it doesn't matter what it is. There's always something to learn. So in this group, we're going to obviously come together, uh, run into kind of discuss some of the issues that we're running into, why we're not selling, uh, you know, maybe something that we we thought that didn't work. So if you guys have anything like, hey, man, this worked really good yesterday. Uh, the idea yeah. is that everybody in this group is going to kind of help each other get better. Uh, obviously, led by me, I'm going to help you guys in going through processes and also just trying to get your mindsets right. Because, you know, I know right now you guys probably, if you're like me, like weather is freaking 70 degrees outside. I know in Colorado, it's like, been raining for like weeks yeah so especially this time of year you know anytime we get weather like this and you know even even my guys right like you gotta you gotta get your mindset right because you know you're thinking like man this is no one's gonna buy anything this you know oh they're waiting till it's hot all this stuff and it if you really say it out loud i always say like say your excuses out loud you know what i mean by that like say it, say it, like literally say it out loud and think about it and comprehend what you're saying and, and, and the way you're saying it and really think is like, is this really true or is this me making this shit up? And a lot of times, like when you really say it out loud, it's like even when customers, right? Like they're like, well, you know, I called you out for an estimate, but I'm going to do it next year. And, you know, one of the things I always tell, I'll, I'll repeat what customers say sometimes. So they're like, well, I'm going to do it next year. So, so I, let me just get this straight, Mark. Like, you call me out here for an estimate, right? And it seemed like it's something you thought you wanted to get done. Yeah, okay. So you're you're saying now now it's not something you want to get done right now. You want to get it done next year. And this, do things ever get cheaper? Or do they get more expensive as you wait? Well, they get more expensive. So so Mark, you already know you got a problem. You already know you're gonna have to replace this thing. I can get you a, an easy payment plan where you don't got to pay make a payment till next year, but you want to wait till next year to pay more money, and along the way you're gonna have a more expensive energy bill. It's got to be something else. It can't, it can't be that you want to wait. Is there something that I did wrong? And then we can kind of lead into something different, right? But like a lot of times we allow their excuses to like, just be okay. Like, dude, that's not an okay excuse. And when you say them out loud, whether it's the customer's excuse out loud or it's your excuse out loud, right? Oh, people aren't buying right now. They're waiting till it's hot. So Mark, you're telling me people are going to wait till it's hot outside and their unit's broken down and it's hundred degrees outside, but you're out at their house for a preventative maintenance you're out at their house for, you know, for an estimate, but they're going to wait till it's hot. Really comprehend that. Like nobody calls you out for a maintenance or has you out in the springtime thinking that they want to wait till it's hot outside for this thing to break down. And they're going to fix it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I used that last week. Yeah. So we got to make sure that we're, we're, we're not, we're not eating our own excuses. And, and, and a lot of times that's, that's what we're doing is that we're, we're eating our own excuses. We're eating our own reasons why people aren't going to buy. And then when you go into a house, just because the last person didn't buy now, all of a sudden we're, we're, we're in this preconceived condition that the next person is going to say the same thing when reality do people, I don't have humans in my house. I fucking hate anybody here. Fucking hate people in their house. You like fucking people coming, hanging out of your house, fucking going through your shit, hanging out, looking at your wife, all that shit. You don't like any of that stuff, right? So why do you think they're having you at your at their home unless they have a want or a need? Right. And like, I, that's one thing I really want to beat in people's head is like, you got to, you got to really put yourself in those shoes. Like I would do it. Dude, I'm like, I will avoid people coming to my house like the plague. And when they are in my house. I consider them cancer, right? Like my house is my body and they're cancer. And I want that shit the fuck out of my house as fast as possible, right? So when you got cancer in your house, you want it out. So we got to figure out a way to not be cancer in the house, right? And this is a lot of times that what guys do is that when they get in the house, the customer can feel it. The customer can tell you're only there for one reason, one reason only, and that's to sell them something. You're not there for service, right? And this is one of the things that that's going to separate, you know, separate, hopefully you guys, if you guys are in the house and separate yourselves from the competition is lead with service, right? Like if you're going in there just to sell stuff, what's going to happen? You're going to get sales breath. That customer's not going to like you. They're, they're going to try to cut you out like cancer. And one of the things that I teach all the time is, is we're literally trying to get that customer to keep their guard down, right? And I always call it a red flag, right? So when we're in a house, our number one goal is a service 
service provider is to not throw up any red flags. Customers think that that HVAC guys, plumbers are are all liars, stealers, and thieves, right? Would you agree? They yep. think you're trying to scam them. They think all these things, and they already have a preconceived notion because the last guy who was your you know counterpart, I guess, went in there and all he cared about was trying to sell something to make money. If we lead with lead with trying to make money, we're not going to make any money. If we lead with service, then we happen to make and we'll happen to make money, right? And that's what we have to go through. So in this in this course, we're today we're just going to kind of walk through obviously the the mindset of, of of really flipping our head into being service minded right really put yourself in the customer's shoes imagine like i would write down like i think we should almost do that drill right now so if you guys have a pen and paper just write it down the middle of things that what customers think about it what customers think about a service technician coming into their house okay write down a couple things that they think right thief they're gonna they're gonna lie to them they're gonna do whatever there is right like i would start writing some things down and we want to really think about ways that we can get that customer to not think that anymore right like what can we do when we enter a house that's going to keep that customer's red flag down it might be you know the way that we look right imagine yourself in a customer's shoes and you're the one walking up to your house imagine it's you right you're walking up to their house what are they thinking do you look right? Are you you got nice boots? You got nice pants? You got a nice do you did you are you clean shaven? Are you wearing a hat? Are you wearing a fucking Dodgers hat? Because that's gonna get you kicked out of my house house pretty quick, right? So I see guys all the time that well they got their nice uniform on, but they're wearing a freaking baseball cap, right? That's instantly gonna throw me off. So think about those things. Like right now, when you walk up to a house, what do you look like? Would you be someone that you would want in your house? you look trustworthy, right? When you pull up to the house, are you smoking cigarettes, right? I can tell you right now, like 99% of the US does not like people that show up smoking cigarettes. So I don't care if you smoke or not, right? But that customer should never know that you smoke. Would you agree? What are other things that they can look at? Deterrence, right? Like if you're the business owner that's in this meeting, what do your trucks look like? Right. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a educated decision based on a guy's truck. Right. If he's showing up in one of those white rape vans, I'm going to think that this guy probably doesn't have a shit together. Doesn't know how to run a business. Right. Or one of those things like, or there's something, there's something that's getting him in that mode. Right. I'm definitely not paying full price. I'm, I'm going to, I already know that that guy showing up in that, that beat up white van is going to give me a discount. I wouldn't expect him to pay full price. When you pull up, do you have every tool possible, right? Are you prepared to do anything on that house? And this is one thing that I run into a lot and, and a, you know, failure on even not only the technician side, but a business owner side, right? Is making sure your guys ha have the right tools for the job. You know how embarrassing that is? And like, if I'm a customer, right? And a guy shows up and he doesn't have basic stuff, doesn't even have a flashlight, doesn't have a tape measure, doesn't have a ladder, doesn't have a drop cloth doesn't even have the basic tools for the job. Maybe if you're an HVAC technician, you don't even show up with air filters, right? Like you don't even have an air filter with you. Like what'd you even come here for? These are all things that are going to throw up red flags to that customer. And, and if they want to do business with you, dude, if you got to come back for a fucking filter, that's probably not good. Unless it's like a random, like special order one, right? So we have that. And now, hey, can we get, do we have parts on our trucks? Do we have, did we bring our own, our own hose to, to hose out the air conditioner? Really think about the way that you're showing up at that call, okay? So it's not only, it's, it's how you look, it's the tools that you have, it's the mentality, are you showing up on time? These are things that we can control, right? We can't control what happens inside the house most of the time, right? The customer is going to believe what the customer wants to believe, but we can, we can lead with our best foot forward. And I would, beg to, I would beg to say that almost every one of you guys is not showing up at your best on every call. Would you guys agree? Okay, so really start thinking about that stuff because this is what's going to get you guys from being the, the little guy in the market to being the big guy, right? You, know, you can actually market that we actually show up on time, that, we, that we, actually, we can market that my guys are clean cut when they show up. We can market that my guys have a fully stocked truck or that I have every tool for the job. They're not going to be borrowing your tools, right? I imagine like making a fucking uh, TV commercial and like there's a, one of the technicians, like the other guy's technician, he's, he's borrowing their hose, he's stomping out their garden, 
he looks like shit, right? And then all of a sudden your guy shows up and he's got every tool for the job. But most of the time, you guys are the opposite right now. You guys are the guy that doesn't have the tools for the job. When you show up to a customer's house and you don't have the right tools, how do you feel? Stupid. You guys feel pretty dumb, right? When a customer has to hand you a fucking flashlight because you don't have a flashlight on you, how does that make you feel? Hey, do you, you're using your phone light. And he's like, hey, can, uh, can I get you a flashlight? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> you're not going to be as confident. If you have all your ducks in a row, I want to lead in with confidence. And that's going to be that for me, it's having everything. Has anybody ever showed up to a house and they forgot their booties? Dude, like that made me, I remember I, I would freak out, dude. I'm like pacing around the truck, fucking looking under the seat, like all that stuff. And it's like that little thing right there that calls dead almost because your mental, your mental's all messed up. Right. So things like this, we have to make sure that we could control. And I need everybody that's going to be in this group. And if I want to be dealing with you guys every week and trying to help you, I need you guys to help yourself, right? After this, I would really start thinking like, man, how am I showing up to the calls? How are my technicians showing up to the calls? What are they like? Think about it, right? I like to make money and I don't like going to customers' houses unless I plan on making money. And the only way I can make money is if I have all the right tools for the job whether it be my actual tools, whether it be an iPad, right? Maybe it's maybe having the verbal communication skills, right? To be able to get over, overcome objections. But everything starts before the call. Have we mentally prepared for the call, right? Like I've had this class, you know, I think almost every one of you guys have been at least one of my classes. And I talked about this stuff about how do we prepare for the call? How are we preparing for the day? Because if you just show up fucking willy nilly, right? You cannot win. There's just no way that you're gonna out you're gonna outperform someone that's already mentally prepared. When we go to the house, what are we looking up, guys? What do we need to know before we get there? Who's first? I pull it up, I pull it up on the website and look at pictures of the house, get my square footage, get a look at the neighborhood. I already know, I already know the house that I'm walking into 99% of the time. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, you want to know the age of the house, right? When was it last sold? All these things are important. What else can we look up before we get there? You guys can all feel free to talk. I don't know if you're muted or not. More interaction, the better. So like we can, we can also look up previous history, right? Like we want to know what we've done on that house. Okay, so imagine you're a, you're a customer and do you know what customers like more than anything? The same technician every time, right? If it's the same, don't you guys, wouldn't you guys want the same guy at your house every time? If you could, yep. well, we, most of the time we can't do that unless you're a smaller company than you probably can, right? I can't do that. Like, absolutely, we can't. There's no way we can send the same technician every time. It's got to be, there's, there's just too many moving pieces, right? But what I can do is I can be mentally prepared. So when I walk in that house, that customer acts like I already know it. Hey, Mark, it looks like Mike was out here about six months ago for the furnace tune-up. How was your experience with Mike? Looked like when he was here, he cleaned out your blower motor. He cleaned out the burners. He did all this stuff. It looks like he did a duct inspection, all that stuff. I looked at some of the photos from the past to get an idea how your house is. But everything's been working fine since Mike was here. Imagine if you walk into a house and you already know who the last guy was there, right? What he did on the job. And then we're having a communication about how their experience was. What if their experience with Mike sucked, right? But at least you brought it up because they already have it in their head that the last guy sucked. I hope this guy doesn't suck. So if they come up and they're like, you know what? Our experience kind of sucked last time. You know what, Mr. Smith? I'm really sorry about that. And, and, you know, Mike is one of our great technicians. Maybe he was having a bad day or something like that. And we never talk bad about the technician that was there before because that's our business. He's part of our business. And he's, you can't talk bad on your own people, right? And I don't know maybe what was going on with Mike that day because normally he's fantastic. You know, what was something that, you know, that, that uh, you know, that you didn't like about Mike's visit? Because obviously I want to make sure that that doesn't happen today. I want to make sure that when I leave here today, you're 100% happy. Do you see how much we got out in the front? That customer wasn't going to tell you shit, right? But because I knew who was there, I knew what was going on in that house before. Now they're, now they're going to break that guard down. Now they're going to trust me more. They're going to like me because you took a little bit of time to know them. Do you guys get that? Your competition is not doing this, okay? This is stuff like this is little things that are going to separate yourself. You don't, you don't need to have a big separation, right? You need to have a little separation that's going to make you better than the last guy. Okay, this is stuff that I would do daily. Like I would always figure out who was there. 
Now imagine they did some repairs last time. Hey, look at, you know, Mrs. Smith looks like, you know, when Mike was out here, we did, uh, did like about $1,500 in repairs, but everything's been working fine since then. Awesome. And while I'm here today, I'm going to double check, make sure that stuff's still operating safely. I mean, that's all under warranty, but I always like to do a double check, especially since we haven't been out here in a little while. That customer is going to fucking love you right away, right? They're already going to trust you. They're already going to like you. You showed up on time. You look good. You had a positive attitude. You already looked up. You already know about their house. They're going to start feeling comfortable, right? My job is to take their guard and bring it down as low as possible because I want them to think I'm there just for service, right? And maybe we are there just for service. Maybe, you know, maybe that there's nothing going on with this house, right? And that's okay. It's okay to literally have nothing wrong with this house. Because guess what? If you go in there as a, as a service provider and you go through and you start checking everything, you're like, Mrs. Smith, this thing is running better than I've ever seen before. I'm so happy that I came out here today to double check everything, but literally like this thing's running like a top. Imagine how that customer feels when that, when you come in there and you don't sell them anything or even try. I've been to houses, plenty of houses where I go there and I'm like, it's 13 years old. I can eat off this thing. Like this thing is in badass shape. I'm so glad this thing's running. I'm so glad you have us out to service it every year. Because normally, if you didn't service it with us, this thing would be messed up by 13 years, right? Has anybody ever had those houses where everything's perfect? Dude, I would bring that. I would just hammer that home. Like, you're so lucky, Miss. I'm so glad that you take care of this thing. You're not like the rest of my customers. The rest of my customers like to wait till things break down. You're the best. Because guess what? That thing is going to break down at some point, And they're going to like and trust you right? It's not all about breaking the fucking window and stealing everything inside the house, right? Like this is not what this is about. It's a long-term investment. It's a long-term play. And I understand when you're a technician and you're maybe your commission only or whatever, and you don't look at, like, look at it like that, this is money in the bank for you or the next guy at some point, right? Every call you should be looking at it as, hey, look, this is an investment in myself, whether it's now or later. Because you might do a badass job and not sell anything, but that next guy gets to pick it up. The other guy might do a badass job, right? And sell nothing, but you get to pick it up later because he did a badass job. These are all things that are leading towards what we want as a business, right? We want them when they think about your company is that's the company I want to do business with. When there's something wrong, they let me know. When everything's good, they let me know also. They tell me the same way. And I can tell you right now, that's how you grow a five-star business. That's how you grow a business that's going to be along for the long term rather than a smash and grab business, right? Everybody in every market's got that company that comes in and just hard sells everybody. It works for a little while. And then a couple of years down the road, that company dies, right? That's not the company any of you guys want to be. I already know it. Like, that's not how I operate. And I don't think that's how any of you guys want to operate. So let's make sure that we are staying positive, making sure we're doing the right thing. We don't have to lie, steal, and cheat, right? If you're in my group right now, it's called a closer group, right? But it ain't all about closing. It's about obviously creating a relationship with a customer for life. And hopefully when I do get the opportunity and when they do need something, that we can close them, right? If there's something that a customer needs, I'm selling that shit. If they don't need it, I ain't selling it, right? If it's not going to benefit them, it's not going to change the way their, their system runs, that isn't, isn't going to change the way they, they feel in their house, then we don't need to do it. But there's plenty of things that they, there's, there's plenty of things that we can find on calls that are going to help make that customer's life better, right? Whether it's air purification in California, like I know surge protectors are a massive deal here in California. We had a lot of rolling power outages last year, a lot of freaking broken units. If you guys aren't selling surge protectors, you guys are losing out on money. Uh, you know, obviously if you guys are plumbers, there's halo water filtration. There's all these things that you guys can sell inline water filtration under the sink. Like that's going to change your life. And if I'm a plumber or if I do plumbing and I don't offer a water filtration, you're not, you're doing your customer disservice every time they should get a water filtration option. Every time their water in, in anywhere in this in the United States is disgusting. Our government don't give a shit about us. Right. And we bathe in it. We wash our stuff in it. Like they're like, Oh, I don't drink water. Right. Cause I know I got some plumbers in here. Right. Well, I don't drink the water out of my faucet. I'm like, good, I wouldn't either, right? But let me show you how you're actually sucking that water in through your body, right? So things like this are, are, are important. And as we go through this stuff, like I want you guys to get to the point where you offer more stuff than everybody else. Any little thing you see that ain't right, if it isn't the way that you would install it, it isn't perfect, it doesn't have all the things that you offer, why not offer it, right? I challenge you guys to start offering shit not just putting it on the sheet and saying, hey, this is something you should think about. 
becoming a professional and learning how to explain it, right? As we go through these over the next couple of weeks, you guys can bring up items that you want to get better at selling. Maybe it's a halo, maybe it's an inline water filtration, maybe it's an air scrubber, maybe it's a surge protector, whatever it is that you guys suck at selling. My job over the next couple of weeks is to teach you guys how to sell it and sell it confidently, right? One thing I'll tell you, the only way to really sell anything confidently is to research the product. Figure out what makes it better. Figure out why they should buy it, right? Because once you start believing in a product, what happens? You start, you start becoming a cheerleader for it, right? Like for me, I won't live in a house without a halo or it's any kind of water filtration. I won't fucking do it, okay? My, my skin breaks out. My fucking, I get rashes. I get all kinds of shit, dude. Like I moved into my house. Uh, I moved from my one house. I had the water filtration. I moved into the new house. I didn't realize how important it was until I took, started taking baths and showers or taking showers in the new one, right? And my kids are taking baths in that thing. And it smells like a fucking water park in my, in my bathroom. And I remember my wife saying, I will not put my kids in that. I will not put the kids in the bath until you put a new filter, filtration system in here. And immediately my skin started getting dried out and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, water filtration does matter. But until you have it and you believe in it, right? How are you going to transfer that belief to somebody else, right? Having an air, air purification system in my house made a massive difference, right? Uh, obviously upgraded, upgraded filtration, having a variable speed rather than a single stage, right? If you guys sell air conditioning, would you put a single stage system in your house? The guys that sell AC, well, you wouldn't do it. So look at like you won't do it, but you're offering it to your customers. Like, why? It's because you're ha you're you're having a you're having some kind of mental lapse where you think that's what they want, right? Dude, I can guarantee you no customer wants a single stage air conditioner. The only reason they're buying it is because you haven't sold them on something better or, or explained something better. And your competition's only explaining one thing because they don't know how to explain it either. So you can literally start kicking your competition's ass just by learning how to upsell from a basic to a two-stage or a basic to a variable speed or whatever it is. You can start kicking their ass because most of those guys haven't taken the time to learn either. You know, the point of this class is to stop being fucking amateurs, right? Right now, you guys all act like you want to be professionals, but you're not doing what professionals fucking do, right? You're not getting up. You're not studying. You're not doing the things that are needed to become a professional. And you guys all know it. I can see it in your nodding in your heads, right? In your faces, I can see that you're not doing the things. But you say you want to be the best. You want to, I want to have a big business. Well, I'm not doing the things that are necessary to have a big business. I'm not doing the things that are necessary to sell at five, six, seven million dollars a year. I say I want to do it, but then when it comes down to actually doing the shit, I won't do it. I won't fucking, I won't shave my face in the morning. I won't do my hair. I won't tuck my fucking shirt in. I won't, you know, put a new pair of boots on. I won't show up. I won't pack my truck full of tools. I won't show up on time. I won't fucking study my customer before I get there. These are things that I'm like, dude, like you say your, your words are saying this and your actions are saying something else. You guys get it? And I want, if you're going to be in this fucking group, like your actions need to start changing, right? If we're going to be doing this, if I'm taking an hour out of my fucking day, every fucking week, I'm telling you, I don't make enough money to do this, but I'm going to enjoy it. We're going to grow this group to a massive group. Hopefully then it's going to make sense. But right now, I'm doing this because you guys need to get better. Every one of you guys in here actually trust me, right? You guys trust what I believe in, but you guys have been through my classes. You guys have talked to me before, but a lot of you guys aren't implementing it, right? I don't want your money anymore. If you, I, don't, I really don't if you guys aren't going to take the time to do it because it's infuriating to me, right? I want you guys to come into that. Dude, Vic, I just made an extra fucking million dollars, right? Dude, I sold an extra fucking $2 million this year. That's what I want. The only way that's going to happen is if you start changing your mental and how we act and how we, how we take things in, right? Everything that I'm going to teach you in here is going to become yours if you accept it. It's going to become yours if you implement it. If you listen to it and it goes in one ear and out the other, it's a waste of my damn time. And I don't like, I don't think it's the right for you guys to waste my time. And I don't like wasting your time. If you're not going to take this shit and use it, I do not want you guys sitting here for an hour a day, right? You're going to need to go run one more. You can go run one more call today because you're going to need to run one. You're going to have to run more calls to make any more money rather than not running less calls and making more money. Cool. So now we have a, you guys understand the mental stuff, right? Like obviously, you know, guys in here really need to start setting your goals. Like, and, and I've talked about it. We, we can, we can talk about it till we're fucking blue in the face, but dude, if you don't have a goal, you don't have a target. Right. And if you don't have a target to hit, you're never going to hit it. It's impossible. Right. How, are you guys all business owners in here? 
Anybody not a business owner? Okay, cool. I see you in the back there with your little hand. Just kidding. For the business owners in here, right? Like you guys are the leaders of that business. You Everything starts with you, right? The fish rots from the head. Your guys are only going to be as good as you, period, right? There's no way they're going to be better. They're better than you. They'd leave you, right? They're looking for a leader. They're looking for someone that's going to guide them on how to make more money. And if you guys can't step up, then who the hell is going to step up in your business? Do you guys have some magic manager that I don't know about that's going to lead your business? Are you guys waiting for the next guy that's going to come in and lead it? You know, so many guys are like, I can't wait till I find the right GM or I can't wait till I find the right guy. Dude, newsflash, the right guy ain't coming. You are the right guy. And when that GM gets here, he's still going to be asking you for directions. This is your baby, right? You get to decide how much money you're going to make. I, I hear it all the time. I just need this. I just need that. No, you don't. You need to stop being a lazy ass. You need to start doing the things that are necessary to win because your employees deserve it, right? Your employees deserve to make, your employees deserve to make a million dollars a year. Okay. There are HVAC technicians and salesmen making a million dollars a year selling air conditioning. Why aren't your employees doing that? Right. That would keep me up at night. It does keep me up at night. Right. Like I've always been trying to make my guys make more money. I want my guys to be buying Lambos, buying Ferraris. I know guys literally in my market that are selling air conditioners here in California, owning fucking Ferraris. Okay. They don't own the business. But their boss took the time, energy, and effort to build something where they had an opportunity to make a million dollars a year selling AC. That's the kind of opportunity you guys should be looking at, right? And as owners, right, I bet you most of you guys ain't driving Ferraris. Not yet, right? Why don't you drive? Like, I wasn't like, you should be wanting to do that. You should be wanting to be the biggest, best company in your market. Maybe not the biggest, right? You know, some people don't have that, uh, that aspiration. Big is, big is not always the best, right? You want to have a business that makes money for you and for your employees and takes care of your customers. That's the kind of business you want, whether it's 10 million, 15 million, or 100 million. So, anyways, so mentally, we got to make sure that we're mentally prepared. We got to figure out what our goals are, uh, not just our, our monthly goals, right? We got to make sure we know our monthly goals. What's up, Billy? Good afternoon. You already missed all the good stuff. We were just talking about you mostly. I, I was in the wrong times, but I'm here. <laughs> That's nah, all good, brother. Well, you'll get the recording anyways. Perfect. So mentally, we got to be ready for it. The only way to be mentally ready for it is to have some goals and aspirations. So some of you guys are business owners. We got to write down some business goals, right? Hey, I want to be a $5 million company. I want to be a $10 million company. So one thing that the exercise you guys should do is obviously write it down and then reverse engineer. Whether you're a sales rep or a business owner, you got to reverse engineer every single thing that you do. Like, how do I get to, how do I get to $10 million? And one of the things that we go to, like, if I'm going to a business, how do I get to $10 million? Okay, well, what am I going to need? How much is that per month? How much is that per day? How many people, what's my average ticket right now? So if my average ticket's this, how many calls do I need on the board with my closing percentage, right? You guys can break all that stuff down, break it down as an owner or as a technician. If you're a, you're a technician that wants to do, you know, most guys I hear, they want to do 2 million, right? as a tech. Okay. What's it going to take to do $2 million as a technician? So you break it down. How many days of work, how many days a week are you going to work? How many calls a day are you going to run? And what's your average ticket? And it's going to tell you how, what you're going to have to do to get that 2 million. And you need to know every day where you are to that 2 million. How far away am I from it? And every day it should be adjusted. Hey, you know, shit, I had a, I had a $0 day yesterday. Well, now I got to double what I, you know, now I got to do the same thing in, in one day as I was going to do in, in two days. But the only way you're going to do that is if you have, you're mentally prepared for it. And when you have that goal, it needs to be written down somewhere in your house where you see it every day. And I suggest having it in your, in your visor, in your truck, right? So I used to flip my shit down, right? I had a picture of my daughter in there, a picture of my kids in there, because that was my why. I knew why I was doing what I was doing. I knew why I was showing up every day. I knew why I was going to fucking grind until 10 o'clock at night if I needed to, right? Have a picture of things that matter right in front of you, right? And then on my on there, I would have a, I would write down where I was at for the, for the month and for, for the year. Hey, I had a goal. I wanted to sell 500,000 in a month. Okay, where am I at for the month? And if I hit 500,000 in the month, where am I going to be out for the year? And know this stuff, right? Because it's going to be every day you're going to get kicked in the teeth, right? This is like a job... So I played football my whole life, right? And when you play football and you make a bad play, what do you have to do? 
you have to have amnesia, right? You got to forget about that shit. Like I played quarterback. You know, I had a game where I threw four interceptions in a game. Okay. Four fucking interceptions. You know why I threw four interceptions? Anybody have a guess why? You couldn't shake it off. I thought about the last interception. And I got, then, I, then after I thought about the last one, I thought about the last two interceptions. And then I thought about the one before that. And then all of a sudden I wake up and it's four interceptions, right? And this is how life is, right? When you think about your mistakes, you think about your failures, you think about the times you didn't win, what are you going to do? You're going to dwell on it. You're going to keep fucking losing, right? Oh, man, I tried to grow my business, but I, but I failed. I'm not going to try again. Fuck that. Dude, I tried my, I tried on that last call. Like I tried everything on that last call. I'm not going to try again on the next one. Is it? It's not worth it. Then the next customer is going to say the same thing. Dude, you got to act like every single customer has never seen what you're about to do. And it's the best thing that's ever fucking happened to send sliced bread, right? Like when I go in there, I think like, there's nobody better than me. There's not a better technician. There's no one that's going to educate them the way that I do. And they've never seen this before. They've never seen the amount of effort that I'm going to put in. So many guys, they don't come in with that mentality, right? They think that the customer, they think the customer's already been through this motion before, right? Oh, the last guy was out here. Dude, I bet you that last guy was out there and he's there for fucking 35 minutes. He was probably on his phone the entire time arguing with his fucking wife, barely did anything, didn't talk to the customer. And then you're worried about what he did last time because he put recommendations in there. Dude, he has to put recommendations in there or his boss is going to yell at him. You guys get that? Well, he recommended everything last time. I bet you he did not fucking explain it to the customer. Not the way that I can. Not the way that you guys can. Right? Do you guys get that? We get that. We look at the notes and we think, man, this guy, dude, has anybody been to a house where the guy offered everything and you went and sold everything that he didn't, that he didn't sell? And I bet you all you did was explain it. Hey, it looks like, looks like freaking Jeff left you some review uh, recommendations last time. Did he explain any of this stuff to you? Cause this is, seems pretty serious. If you say that to a customer, what do you think they're going to, they're going to think they're going to be receptive. And they're going to be like, well, yeah, I know I saw some recommendations, but you know, he just kind of left them. He didn't really explain anything to me. You mind if we sit down real quick and I go through some of this stuff? Cause I'm seeing the same thing that he's seeing, but this is pretty serious. We need to get something done. Dude, we've, I've had so many jobs where I just, I sold just based on that. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what those recommendations are. Well, let me let, let me sit you down and go over them. <laughs> People will never buy anything they don't understand, right? If they don't understand, they're not going to buy it. What's it? What's in it for me? What's in it for my system? What's in it for my house? Is, is it going to benefit me? Dude, like, I don't buy some shit that ain't going to, like, I have no idea what it is. If someone just puts fucking fan motor and capacitor on my thing as recommendations, it doesn't show me that the fan motor is what powers the outdoor unit, right? It was, it's what's pushing the air through there. So many times that we, the recommendations are on there, the customer has never seen any of it. They never even saw that dirty coil. Or if they're a lazy ass, they put a camera up in the coil, dude. I don't even carry a camera on my truck. Do you guys know I would not like my, those little boroscope cameras, you know what those are for? For lazy fucks, right? Don't you guys, can't you guys open up every coil? What the fuck are you using the camera for? Dude, the camera just makes lazy, right? I took my camera and I fucking threw it away. And everybody's like, why? I'm like, why do you throw your camera away? I'm like, dude, because you guys are using the camera and you're trying to show a customer on this tiny little screen what's going on. And Victor's fucking opening the fucking coil and showing them everything. Who do you think is going to fucking win? Vic's going to fucking win, Right? So that's the, that's why if you have the camera on your truck, what are you going to do? You're going to default to lazy. You're going to all, I'm going to put a camera in there. Uh, I don't see anything, whatever. Or, Hey, look at this. What does that look like to you? I don't know. I can't fucking see it. It looks like fucking little specs to me, you know? And, I, and I'm like, if I did, if I did have a camera, I'd be like, I would use it to look like what's going on first. And then I'd be like, okay, I got something good here. I'm going fishing, right? Cool. Fucking throw the camera away. And I'm talking to dig. Hey, Mrs. Mrs. Smith, I found something that's really concerning. Uh, normally we charge money to open up this coil. Do you mind if I take a little extra time today? Cause I'm just really concerned about what's going on back here. And I want to make sure this thing's operating good and make sure you guys are breathing good air. They're going to be like, yeah, go ahead and take it. No, no extra charge. Yeah. No extra charge. Dude, when you open up that coil, do you guys know that more money's in your coil than anything else? but I bet you 95% of the time you don't even open it. 
who's guilty of not opening foils on every call. Uh, yeah, see, they, I'm telling you, if you got your guys opening up coils, that's where they're going to make money. Do people, because in there, we got multiple things. We have we can have a clogged up coil, so now the AC is not cooling properly, right? Right? If it's not cooling properly, it could be bacteria growth in there, right? Dude, they, you got, if they got fucking Chewbacca living in the fucking coil, and they don't have a dog, dude, like, whose hair is this? Like, what's going on? How long you lived here for? I've lived here for four years. Okay. Did the people before you have a fucking uh, German Shepherd or a, what's this called a golden golden retriever? Well, I don't. Yeah, they had a dog. They tore up the whole house. Well, you look at that dog still living here. He hasn't left, and you're breathing it right every time you run your system. Do you guys smell that? Do you when you go light up? Like if you open up that coil and all of a sudden you're like, hey, I've never been in your house in the winter time, but I bet you when you fire up your furnace, you can you bur- you smell a burning smell. You know what that is? That's this hair burning and this bacteria burning and it's going throughout your house. Have you noticed that? Yeah, we get sick all the time. But if you didn't open up the damn coil, they probably don't even understand. They can't correlate it, right? A camera, they can't really correlate what's going on. When I open that thing up and I see like, dude, this is where all the air has to travel through. This is myth. This is two inches thick, right? When I talk about a coil, I always say, look, they're like, oh, can't you just take the surface stuff off? I'm like, yeah, I can take the surface stuff off. But keep in mind, Mrs. Smith, it does, the surface stuff doesn't stick until this two-inch coil is completely full. It fills all the way up, and then it'll start sticking to the surface. So I can take all the surface stuff off, but you got two inches thick of dirt, dust, hair, bacteria, and all this stuff built up in there. The only way to really do anything about this is to pump down the system, cut it out, remove it, acid wash this thing just to bring it back. But keep in mind, that's going to take X, Y, and Z, right? And you have, and it's 15 years old, and then we start leading down that path. Does that make sense? So that's why I open up the coils. It's, I haven't, I'm not going to any processes right now. I'm just trying to get you guys to really start thinking of like little things that you guys can do on calls. They're going to, they're going to get you where you need to go. Right. If I open up my coil, I can see the top of that heat exchanger more than likely. Right. Your little borescope camera and you're trying to show them temperature stress points on a heat exchanger. Do, do they really correlate that shit? But if I can be like, Hey, look at Mrs. Smith, I opened up your coil and I was, I was really concerned just kind of based on what I was seeing. Dude, I got your coils completely clogged up. It looks like, you know, some kind of dog hair or something like that got inside of here. Because of that, the air can't travel through there like it should. Have you noticed, have you noticed that the airflow is not that, has gotten worse on your house? Well, yeah, well, perfect. When the airflow doesn't move as much and you got a heater that's still heating, no matter what, the heater only knows one speed, freaking heat this thing up as hot as it goes. And that air has to travel past it to cool off that, cool off that heat exchanger. And now it can't travel past it. Look inside of here. This is your heat exchanger. Your firebox has been overheating for this whole time because your coil's clogged up. Now we can correlate these two things together and they're going to be like, what do I do with this shit? There's nothing, you, you can't reverse that shit now, right? It's already that damage. I, now I'm the bearer of bad news, but this is what's going on with this thing, right? But if I didn't open up that coil, I cannot show them that stuff. Everything should be show and tell. People are visual learners. Like I would guarantee all of you guys have said this once, at least once in your life, I'm a visual learner. I learn with my hands, but then you're trying to tell your customers to fucking learn just by believing in you. <laughs> no, it doesn't fucking work like that, dude. So like, this is all comes down to stem. This all stems from knowing your why, knowing that you're willing to put that work in when you're in the house, all this stuff is going to come down to doing extra shit that you don't like to do. You know, I've had so many times where I'm just like, I want to fucking just coast through that call. Right. I want to get home. But I, I created a checklist for myself that I will not fucking leave a house until I did this, this, and this. I don't care if it's 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. I'm not leaving the fucking house till I do this, to this, to this. And I had a checklist in my truck. And I would remember I had a call one time where I literally went to the call, went through my whole thing. And I did like most of, almost everything on the checklist besides for one thing. And I closed out my call and I went to my truck and I'm like, fuck, I didn't sell anything. And I'm like, I forgot to do this. And I don't remember what it was. But I went and knocked on their door and did it. And then I ended up selling something because I went and did it. And then I started having another conversation with them because I didn't want to leave. Has anybody ever had a conversation with a customer and left the house and then came back? Like, like I used to leave sometimes. I'd go down the street, go to the gas station, get a cup of coffee, come back 20, 20 30 minutes later, knock on the door, and then retry to sell them again. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's fucking. It's Jesus knocking. He just said, he said, you should have made that deal. 
Guess what? I've, I've had times where I left, I went to the gas station and I don't like to fucking not sell. And I go back and I knock on the door and I say, Hey, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned about this, Mark. I just cannot, I cannot leave here without doing everything I can. So I talked to my boss. I went to, you know, I was at the gas station. It was just going through my head. I can't leave you like this. I talked to my boss and he said that he would be willing to, to, to take a couple hundred bucks off if you want to get this done. Like I'm so adamant that this has to be done. Dude, that customer was like, dude, all right, I believe you. Let's just get it done. Right. But I have so much conviction in the shit that I recommend is because I don't recommend stuff they don't need. When you recommend stuff that a customer doesn't need, you cannot have conviction. If you don't have conviction, people won't buy from you. They won't believe in you. For me, like if I, if I see a leaky fan motor, I know they need a fan motor. If I see a capacitor testing bad, I know they need a capacitor. Right. And that's why I like, I like cold, hard facts, right? Customers nowadays, they've been bullshitted and lied to. So you have to give them cold, hard facts. You have to give them facts that they can use that they will believe in so they'll buy something. Because if you can't show it to them and prove it to them, dude, they don't fucking trust anything, right? I want to show them not only from, from visual, but I'm going to take my meters out and I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them how the meters work, why we're testing it like that. I'll fucking go to Google and show them, look at, I'm showing you this is how it's supposed to be tested, right? Because sometimes they don't even, they don't even trust how you're testing things. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah, I don't think that's how you're supposed to do it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I, I will literally pull up my YouTube. I'm like, look, let me show you. This is how we test these things. This is why we're testing it. Like, I'm not crazy. Because customers don't believe anybody anymore, dude. Like, And we've given them a lot of reasons not to believe us. Because obviously, people have lied, stealed, and cheated. They're lazy. They don't want to do their job. And you guys are battling the internet right now, right? You guys are battling the internet more than ever. The more, more people, as we keep getting farther and farther into technology, the people that don't go on the internet are going away. Like there's probably none left on this planet. Maybe 1% of people that don't use the computer, right. Are as far as they going to not in a third world country or whatever, but like, if you have access to a computer, you're probably going to Google stuff, right? The olden days where the, the lady is just like, I trust you so much, Mark, you're the best. Whatever you say, Marky boy. Let me sign you up, right? Can you imagine selling in the 90s? God, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked your commuter valve? Your commuter valve is all fucked up. You need a new one. Sign here, 100 grand. Any questions so far, guys? Is this making sense? Awesome. So... Obviously, we, we've kind of like today, I just want to really go into mentality and get your guys' mindset right. Um, is there anything that you guys are running into right now that I can that I can try to walk you through and, and try to give you a way to overcome it? Because, you know, if you're on the West Coast right now, the weather sucks, right? So we have to use that to our advantage, right? So some people can either, you can either fucking complain about it and make it make it seem like, oh man, the weather this, or you can use it to your advantage. Because does the weather always come? Does summer show up every year? Never in the history of summer not showed up, okay? It's going to get hot. And this is your opportunity now. I'm so, Mark, I'm so happy that it's, that it's overcast outside because I can give you the best possible deal. In the summertime, it's cash check or credit card. Fucking, you're just asking me what color it is and when I can get it installed. Right now, I got, I got things in stock. I can get you the best possible price. I got installers sitting around. I got all things, all kinds of things I can help you with. Mark, before I leave here today, we're going to make a deal and I'm going to give you an amazing deal. And we're going to install this thing hopefully this week. And we're going to get, we're going to make sure you guys get the best possible system at the best possible price. I love this time of year, Mark. I can actually take my time and explain everything to you during the summertime. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I don't have the time to over to explain every single option to you, but today I have time. Do you mind if I go through and I explain to you all these different options and why, I, which one, you know, which one I would recommend to you. You're in this. I hate summertime selling. Dude, people are fucking angry. Everything's fast. Like you're trying to get to the next call. You're getting slammed. This time of year, dude, I'm taking three hours on a call. I'm going to explain every little thing, how we're going to do it. I'm going to get that customer to buy today too. But I, you guys got to learn to take, take weather and make it your friend. You got to take every situation, right? When I wake up in the morning, right? And I, I've done this and this exercise in almost every class I do. Write down five reasons why they should buy today. Okay. And you guys should do it right now. Why five reasons why they should buy on fucking June 14th, 2023. Why should they buy today and not any other day? Why should they not wait today? And I used to do this every morning. 
I write down five reasons why they should buy today because that would give me, I would already have the objections already starting to run in my head. When they started giving me objections, I'd be like, no, no, we should buy today because this, this. Hey, that, dude, the 14th and the 14th and the 29th are my favorite fucking days. You guys know why? The 14th and the 29th. Halfway point, and you got one day left. Dude, that promotion ends on, ends on June 15th. They already know June gloom ends right around the middle of June. That promotion we have going on ends on the 15th. The only problem is that contract needs to be signed and needs to be installed by the 15th. I understand like it's a really rash decision, but it's one of those things where it's like, hey, have you ever had one of those things in your life where you waited on it and you end up having to pay more money? These, this is one of those situations. If it's not installed by tomorrow, I can't give you that that $1,000 off or that $1,500 off that system. And you you happen to catch us at a good time. I don't know if there's availability, but I know because of the weather right now, the, you know, obviously we're not as busy. Let me see if I have availability tomorrow. If I have availability tomorrow, are you willing to take our last spot and hopefully, you know, get and save some of that money or save money? We have pressure right now, right? So every day you need to create a new different urgency pressure, whatever it is, right? Dude, promotions are all like, it's funny. I get to these classes, right? Or I'll, I'll talk to these guys and they're like, is that promotion real? I'm like, you fucking dumb, dude. No, it's not real. I made it up. That's my promotion. Like motherfuckers think like, by the time I'm like, I start talking to like, wait, so like there, there's a real promotion going on right now. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like, pew. right. We should always be making up our own promotions or whatever it is. Right. Cause sales is urgency, right? It's just a cat and mouse game. And as long as obviously you're, you know, it, I guess I'd be call that a white lie, right? As long as you're still charging the right price, you're not overcharging them or whatever. Like our job is to, to push people because humans don't like to do stuff until they're pushed to do it, right? That's why online fucking air conditioning sales doesn't work. Do you think if, if online air conditioning, like if people would go make a $15,000 decision without someone pushing them, do you think they would that we would probably do that? We'd probably cut out our salespeople? I would fire all my sales guys immediately if I can get people to make $15,000 to $20,000 decisions over the internet without me having to do anything, right? Does, is it going to happen? Fuck no, dude. I'm telling you, like, that's going to be the hardest part. Like, oh, I want to, we're going to do, no one makes $10,000, $20,000 decisions over the internet. That's why Carvana's failing, right? Who the fuck wants to buy a car without test driving it? And I don't even, does, like, does a test drive ever do anything for you? Like, I don't care about the test drive, but I just want to before I buy a car, right? I need someone that's going to push me. Like the sales guys is what's going to determine everything, right? Your business, if you guys go get a big, like imagine in your business, you hired me today, what's going to happen to your business? You're going to make a fucking lot of money, right? So sales guys are the driver of the world because we get people to do stuff, you know, we get them to understand their wants and we get them to, to make a decision on their wants rather than their needs, right? When you're going into these houses today, most people probably didn't need a new water filtration, you think people need, do they, do they need a water filter? I do, but they don't really need it. They can live without it. But if you explain it to them and you put them on the market and you sell it to them, then now it's because they turn their, they're turning their, their wants into a need. And that's what sales guys do. We take, we take the situation where, dude, they wanted, they wanted a new air conditioner, right? They already know they want one, but I made them need it today because they're going to, they're going to miss out on an opportunity. And that's the difference. That's what sales is, right? Is taking their wants and turning them to needs. So you guys, let's, uh, you guys can unmute yourselves and talk about some things you guys are running into. I'd like to obviously kind of work through it. Um, and obviously that's what this group forum is for is to, to understand what objection, what's happening. You know, there's a lot in the market's weird right now, right? Like it is what it is. We can, I, I've, I have people that are trying to pretend like, oh, it's, you know, it's normal, dude, this shit ain't normal right now. And when things are not normal, you need to come up with ways to overcome it. Because plenty of people either thrive or you die in a down economy, right? And the people that thrive are the people that understand communication skills, right? Understand, understand the market, understand what the people are thinking. You got to put yourselves in customer shoes, right? What are they thinking right now? How can I help them think better? Shit, if I, I just tell them, hey, look, you, this is all going to hell anyways. I'd rather fucking go to hell and have a new air conditioner in my house when my credit dies. I ain't going to wait till I fucking lose everything. And then I can't even finance a fucking air conditioner. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm fucking, I'm, hey, guess what? This is an unsecured loan, baby. You put a new AC in this house. As long as you keep paying your mortgage, you're good. You still live here in air conditioning. Pay your mortgage, pay your electric bill. Dude. We'll hook you up. 
But I'll tell you what, though, if you go wait six months and you're like, oh, I'm, we don't know what's going to happen to my jobs. So, okay, when you lose your job, what's going to happen to your credit? Okay, so now you're going to have no job, man, no fucking air conditioning because you got no credit? That's stupid. Better get it now. Like, I'll be fucking real with people, dude. Like, they laugh, and I'm like, no, I'm not joking, though. Like, I would, I would much rather be in your position now where I got money and I got credit and I can get an AC rather than when, it, when shit hits the fan. And they're not approving anybody. Now you can't get an air conditioner. You're sweating in your house, bro. Don't say that to a customer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to run a fucking disclaimer across this shit for some of the stuff I say, okay? Just don't, don't say that shit. I can say it, but most motherfuckers can't say it. Because, like, you know, I can obviously back. I can talk about it. Like, there's some stuff I can say in the house that, like, I don't want you guys to say. Um well let's let's run through some of the issues you guys are running into let's go don't be shy nobody everybody's fucking selling everything you guys are all gods <laughs> there's there's a couple things on the on the message uh i put one oh. up oh shit let me uh let me check that bro thought we were talking to each other here let's see what's this one Estimates 1978 from Air Kings. What's this? Good morning. Can you send me a copy of your insurance? Our HOA is requesting it. That a, that's not an objection, though. No? no, on the bottom. Oh, hold on. I appreciate the quote, but I'm just going to grab one from Home Depot and install it with my dad. He has installed them before, and it's a pretty simple job. Honestly, I can't just cannot justify paying that kind of money for a job like this. Is that a water heater? Yep. How do I get back to that screen? How do I get out of this one second? Mike, you want to help me get out of this? How do I get back to the group? There it is. All right. So on that, right, that means that you haven't, there wasn't perceived value in it when you talk about it. So like what's, what kind of water heater does Home Depot sell? Uh, just a regular uh, ream, basic 80%. Okay, and how? What's the quality on those things? Shit, it's shit, right? So yeah, I understand. You, you know, obviously the job isn't that complicated, but there are things that go into this job that I think you're not you're not understanding, right? So everybody thinks you're just swapping a water heater for a water heater. Uh, but nowadays, not only is there different modern code upgrades, but just like anything else, right? There's builder's grade, which is qual. There's there's builder's grade equipment and there's quality stuff. The only problem is the stuff you guys get from Home Depot, and it's like, oh, it sounds great. I saved a bunch of money but we're seeing those things fail in, in three to five years. Okay. So every three to five years, you're having to change it out. And it's because the material they use is not very good. And internally they start rusting out. And a lot of the other reasons that happens is because a lot of customers are installing those themselves when they go to Home Depot and they're not putting the expansion tanks, which are requirements now because of, because of how the water's set up in the house. Right. And the other things that they're not and there are other things that they're not, they're not installing. And if we don't install a sediment trap, we don't install an expansion tank. We don't install these little things that seem like nothing, right? Oh, that's just a water heater. Well, the real problem is those things are going to fail. And the other thing is if you don't install the expansion tank, you didn't install this, you didn't install these little things, they're going to void your warranty and say that thing has no warranty anyways. So I understand you're saving a little bit of money right now, but in the long run, it's going to end up costing you more money because buying two water heaters is, is, is way shittier than having to buy one. Right. So you buy one at the right price. You don't have to worry about it. The other thing is along the way, there's going to be things that we do to install it the right way that if things go wrong, it's going to be covered under the warranty. But if you guys go do it and do it yourself, you don't follow the manufacturer's recommendations. You guys don't know how to put in the expansion tank. You don't know how to put in sediment traps and all these things. And keep in mind, like you're only looking at the water heater price. There's like 50 other pieces or however many 30 other pieces that go into this thing to do it the right way. And if you cut all those things out, yeah, I can save some money. But at the end of the day, you're going to be replacing this thing prematurely, and you're going to get an into, you're going to get a water heater that's just subpar quality, and that and that is what it is. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. But I know about me and my house; I don't like to have to replace things every couple of years. I'd rather get it done once and not have to worry about it for the next you know 15, 20 years, right? So like when they say something like that, I say, look, I you know that sounds great and all. And I would email her back, perfect, you know, good luck with that. My only concern is that with the stuff that you're going to get from Home Depot is going to be X, Y, and Z and kind of break down the differences. At that point, she's already made the decision. It sounds like when you're in the house, you didn't explain all the things that go into a water heater. So what I do with water heaters, right? And, and I think water heaters, I think fucking plumbing is a dumb business unless you're doing drains. But 
that's a whole other conversation. And if you guys have an HVAC company, don't start a plumbing company because you guys don't even have to run your HVAC company yet. Uh, I would, uh, I would, uh, you have to explain all the things. So like I have our, inside the blueprint, we have our, uh, our water heater diagram, right? And it's got a, a breakdown of like all the things that go into a water heater. And I would be using that sheet on every call. And I'd be like, hey, look at, we got to do this, this, that you're not, you don't have any of this stuff. So yeah, I can get you a regular water heater for 1500 bucks. But the problem is, Mr. Smith, you need this, 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 and this. And that's how we got to this price. So you have to like, I always say, hey, look, the water heater starts at this, you know, the water heater starts at 1200, 1500 bucks. And then I start adding all the things that they don't have. And that's how I get up to where I want to be. Because if you show them $4,000, $5,000 for a water heater, because I, I think we charge like $5,500 for a water heater. If I just show them $5,500, it's fucking shock and awe, right? Well, if I say, okay, well, I got I to gotta permit this thing. I got to do this. I got to do this, 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 and this. That's how we got there. If you want me to cut out all the stuff that's going to make this thing last you a long time, I can do that. But you just want the water heater, right? But just the water heater isn't going to get you what you want because it's going to fail prematurely. You're not going to have, you're going to have issues. You're going to have these things going on. So I understand you can go to Home Depot and get a water heater. I can go to Home Depot and get a water heater too. I could actually get the water heater a little bit cheaper than you can at Home Depot, but it's not the water heater you're paying for. It's all these other things, X, Y, and Z that go into it and the warranties and guarantees if anything does go wrong. So it, it leads from that, that email tells me you didn't explain it enough up front. You didn't explain what goes into it, why you're better, why you do it. You didn't explain your warranties, your guarantees. You didn't explain any of that stuff because all that stuff costs money, right? Does that, yep. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, yep. So we have to really start, we have to really start before we give pricing, right? We got to explain things on how we do it and why we do it. Because if you don't explain that stuff, then all they're, all they're doing is comparing pricing at that point. That makes sense. Yes, and I think what I failed to do was I gave him only one quote instead of three, one option rather than two or three different options. Uh, I actually sold like what we're installing today two tankless, uh, and then we swap it for a seventy-five gallon uh, water heater, and then we're we're installing we're twinning two tankless. Uh, today and the only reason why I sold it, I didn't really even went into details like you say, but I actually gave him uh, three different quotes, and he liked even just what I say that the middle quote is like your Tesla, and and he was just sold just based basically on that. So, so then listen to what you're saying, right? Like, I have a process that worked, and then I did the, the next call I went to, I did a process, I did it completely different. Correct. Okay, so this is this is what I'm trying to this is the struggle I have, guys, right? This is what I need you guys to really like really understand is like, dude, you can have you can go fucking you guys are making the best cake on the planet. You cooked the fucking you cooked the best cake, award winning cake over there on that fucking tankless water heater. And then you decided the next day you're gonna try to cook the same tank or same fucking cake with different ingredients. You get like you get it, like it don't make any sense. Like when shit works, like why did we change it? Like it's this is what I run into. I'm like, dude, like I can give you the fucking literally word for word. I'll tell you exactly what to do, how to do it, why to do it. And then you guys, and then guys will go in the house and they'll do something different. I'm like, dude, what is going, like what, what happened in your head that you would change everything? And then I'll have a conversation with them. Like, so for me, I can look at my, my technicians and I can look at their numbers, right. In a, in a snapshot and that snapshot, I can tell you exactly where they're cutting out in the process just by looking at their numbers. Okay. And the reason I can do that is because I know for a fact where, where they're skipping steps because I created the process to sell certain things at certain times. And if you're not selling those things, that means there's something there. You're missing that part of the process, right? I was reminiscing the whole morning in that, but, but like you say, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to uh, look at my failures. Otherwise you'll be stuck. Like you're saying your story with a quarterback, you know? Yeah, you're, you trust me, you got to have amnesia, right? But also you need to understand why you failed, okay? So when you fail, you need to write down why you failed. Because when you write it down, right? Like you think about it, ah, oh, fucked up. I, like everybody goes out, to, we go out to our trucks after, after the times that we don't sell and we always beat ourselves up. But what we don't do is write down, write those problems down. Write down where I failed. And then when you're thinking about it, write down, I will not do this again. This is not how I operate, right? And we got to change our, our habits and our thoughts and how we, do th how we do business. And we just need to create it like, this is what I do. Now, if you go to a Broadway show, right? And you pay for the fuck, I don't know. I've never been to a Broadway show, but I would imagine when you go there, 
on a Tuesday night. It's the same fucking Broadway show as a Thursday night and the same as a fucking Saturday night. I bet you they don't change it. Wouldn't that be kind of fucked up if every time you went out there, it was a different show? Yeah. On Tuesday night, they got the badass show. On Saturday, I got the fucking turd burglar. <laughs> like, this is this is how, this is reality of what we do. We are a Broadway show. We are, it's, it's, I always call it the show. We're put on the show. And if our show is changing every time, like, that's not right. Why does that customer not deserve the same show as the other guy? We're having, we have a mental block in our head that we think that we can't do the same thing for every customer. Oh, this guy's house is run down and he doesn't care and he's rushing me. Hey, Mark. Hey, brother, can I talk to you for a second? I want to do an amazing job for you today. And I understand like you're in a rush and all this stuff, but maybe I should schedule to come back because I don't know how to do things. I don't want to half-ass anything, man. I want you to get every penny of what you're paying for. Do you mind if I do, do you mind if I give you every penny or, or, or are you okay with me just cutting things out for you? Because I, I, I would really feel bad not doing everything for you. You really fucking stop people when they're trying to rush you through things. Hey, when are you going to be done? Hey, uh, well, I mean, I could rush through this, but it, it seemed like I, I would hate to not give you everything you paid for. Dude, that customer is going to be like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's no way I can give you everything you paid for if you don't allow me to, you know, take a little bit more time because I, I just want to make sure this thing's done right. And I, and, you know, most people will come in here and rush through this, but I got OCD, man. It drives me insane not to do things the right way. I don't have OCD, guys, but I say I do. Okay. I say it all the time. People relate to that. I'm like, dude, I got OCD and like, I, I only know how to do things the right way. And if I try to skip through this stuff, it's really going to throw me off. Do you mind if I just do it the right way? Do you mind if I take the time and I give you what you paid for? Dude, people are going to be like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I didn't, I didn't realize, right? When, they, when you show them that you care about it and like it's something that matters to you, then they're, they're going to allow you to do it. But what's happening is like a customer will be like, well, I got to be out here in 30 minutes. So I said, okay, well, I can't get this done in 30 minutes, Mark. Because if I try to rush through this thing in 30 minutes, there's no way you're going to get your money's worth. Won't be a good time for me to come back or is there any way you can move out, move your appointment that you have back? Take control, right? Don't change your process because someone's in a rush. Maybe it's not a good time. Maybe I should come back because the last thing I want to do is rush through this thing and not do it right. And then all of a sudden it's broken down in the summer or whatever it is, right? Or if I, if I, it's like it's a drain cleaning call, right? I go to a drain cleaning call. And the customer's like, oh, the drain's over there. Can you hurry up and get it clogged? I got to go. Yeah, I can get it on clogged. But hey, didn't you say that you, you, like, wouldn't you prefer if this thing was running, like didn't have to have any more issues? While I'm here, like normally I do a full camera inspection and make sure this thing's cleared so you don't have to, have to worry about me coming back again. The cool thing is if you allow me to do that, if this thing backs up again in the next 90 days, you don't pay a penny for me to come back. But if I just clear that drain right away and get out, I can't give you a guarantee that the thing is not going to black up again. If it does back up again, you have to pay me again. I bet you that cost, and, and, and it doesn't, doesn't cost you any more, any more money for me to do the inspection, like I said, but I, if you allow me to do the inspection, I'll give you the guarantee. That customer is going to allow you to do it, right? Same thing when you go to a broken air conditioner, right? And they're like, well, it's over on the side of the house. It's broken. I got to get out of here. Perfect. Mrs. Smith, I'm going to get this thing fixed. And I'm a senior technician. I can fix or repair anything. But my only concern is if I go and fix this thing right away and I don't inspect everything else that I'm probably going to be back out here again. Aren't you going to be mad if I have to come back out here for this thing broken down again? If you allow me to check everything and service everything and everything else is in good shape and I guarantee and I, and I put my, and I, uh, and I certify the unit. If it does break down again, you're not paying another penny. But if you want me to just rush in here and just throw a part in there and hope everything's going to work, I can't give you any guarantee. It's not going to break down again. And if it does break it down, down again, we're going to have to charge you to come back out here. A customer is going to say, okay, take your time, right? <clears throat> that makes sense, guys? Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, it's a little bit over over, uh, over the hour. Uh, does, this does this help you guys today? Does you guys get you guys' minds kind of moving? Cool. Yes. We're, going we're going to add you guys. I'm going to have Mike add you to our closer Facebook group. So anything you guys run across during the week, just put it in that group, okay? Uh, we already have it set up. We'll, we'll add you guys all to it. Put it in that group. We'll talk about it. Next week, we're going to start going into more processes. Today was just like, dude, I got to get your guys' mental right. I can see it, dude. Like, I know this time of year is mentally fucked up for people. But the mentally strong win, right? And all it is is like, this needs to be a reset for you guys. And I need you guys to go reset your technicians, reset your sales guys, have that conversation. Because I saw mine yesterday and they came walking in with the fucking, uh, 
they came walking in with their shoulders shrugged, their heads down. I could see the demeanor, right? We got to change that. We got to bring our energy back up, right? We got to, people don't buy, they, people buy off of energy, right? You guys follow me because I have fucking energy. If I was like fucking talking like goddamn Bill Nye, the science guy over here or whatever, some boring fuck, you guys probably wouldn't be on this call with me. You're buying because of my energy. The same thing your customers buy because of your energy, right? When you have that energy in a house, people feel it. When you're excited about things, whatever it is, like they, they want to buy it. If you're just like, I think you need a capacitor. Whoa, is me. Fucking Eeyore in the fucking house, right? They ain't buying from Eeyore today, I'll tell you that much. Okay, we don't want to be Eeyore. We need to be exciting. We need to be fun. We need to be charismatic. We need to act like we like our job and act like we are help, there to help them and people will buy. So I hope it help, I hope this uh, helped you guys out. Uh, I will see you guys next Wednesday.